The Bible says he sticketh closer to you than a brother. So the next stage up to calling someone your brother is the Lord Jesus. This man has got something in him. But I want you to pray for him today as he speaks. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for your kind words. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Our God is awesome, isn't he? Yes. Amen. 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 I want you to just speak on revival. That's right. Uh, I'm trying to tell myself, don't say for a few minutes. You know when, I, I believe that when preachers say, I won't keep you long, uh, that's a sign of insecurity. That is a sign that I'm not worth listening to, so I won't keep you long. So I'm trying not to say these things. Amen? So I'm just going to preach. That's right. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. The Acts of the Apostles are Acts of Apostolic Men, of which you and I are them. We are apostolic people in our nature and in our vocabulary, in our future and in our oneness. We are apostolic people. We have a Pentecostal experience and our apostolic doctrine. That makes us like the apostles of old, Peter and Paul. We are a continuation of them, of the way, and we follow in their way. We are an apostolic, Bible-believing, tongue-talking, spirit-filling, Holy Ghost-leaping, leaping and dancing of the living God. Amen? Amen. I'm mean, here to celebrate that today. Amen? Amen. I'm glad I'm a part of this church. Hallelujah. You know, I've never been in, I've been in a lot of small churches and uh, right most of my life and I've never seen a church that got it all together like you have because you were so small yet you have big and new expressions. Amen. You know to worship God as if it was a full church. Amen? Amen. Because you, you are worshiping by faith. You, you know that there's more to come. Amen? Amen. And you dance because you know there's more to come. Amen. Small churches don't do what you do Amen. because you are not a small person. Amen. You have a big spirit. And that's commendable. And I love that. You encourage me. You provoke me. You make me do things. You may make move, me move too. You keep me moving. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Book of Acts. We need the Holy Ghost Book of Acts revival. A Holy Ghost, Book of Acts, kind of revival. Amen. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, we read these words. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Amen. And said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Amen. Pastor Brian. The first kind of revival we need to have is a, a what shall we do kind of revival. Amen. Amen. Now, in, in most churches, uh, they're asking the pastor, well, what are you going to do, pastor? Uh, what are you going to do about this department? And what are you going to do about uh, on next month's uh, Christmas? Excuse me, yeah. pastor. <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do about uh, where are we going to eat? And, and what, 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 where are we going to go? And where are we going to have fellowship? And is so-and-so going to be invited? Yeah. But, but, but here is the 
church asking the pastors, what shall we do? We need that kind of revival, don't we? Amen. Instead of asking somebody else, well, what are we going to do? Say, mm, I've got something we could do. Amen. That's a good church to be in. The kind of church that says, yes, we could do this. Amen, Sister Marcy. Yes, we could do that. Yes, we could hold this. Yes, we could hold that. Amen. It's time to be an apostolic church where the people of God do the suggestion. Amen. Amen. So use a suggestion box somewhere. Find one. And come with you a Holy Ghost suggestions. What shall we do? Amen? Amen. Secondly, look at this. It says they were pricked to the heart. Amen. I didn't say we were tickled in the ears. Right. Not preaching today, Pastor Brian. Tickles the ears. That's right. But they were pricked in the heart. Right. When was the last time you were pricked in the heart? Right. Amen. I'll be honest with you. When was the last time? Right. Well, you, 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 you knew your heart missed a leap. Amen? Right. Missed two leaps or three leaps or four leaps. Yeah. Because you were, you were pricked in the heart. Amen? Oh, what, what does it mean to be pricked in the heart? It means to be disturbed in the conscience. It means to be put on halt and hold. That's what it is when you are pricked in the heart. You know that you've been going that way, but suddenly the word comes from heaven and it has stopped you right in your tracks. You've been pricked in your heart. Except we be pricked in our heart, then there will be no change in our finances. There will be no change in the way we we worship. There will be no change in our situation. There will be no change in, in us. Except we are pricked in the heart. Good preaching will prick your heart. There's a, there is a, a big uh, pressure on preachers today to preach things other than the word that pricks the heart. We want words of uh, let me know how to succeed in five good ways, how to be successful in seven greater ways, and uh, do this and do that, and be the ultimate hero, be the, the, the new kid on the block. We want that kind of vocabulary spoken. But it doesn't change anything. It makes you feel good for the moment. But true preaching will put us in our heart. Amen. Amen. Because that's where change begins, isn't it? God, I want to be changed in my heart every time I come to church. Something must go on in Paul Thomas. A change must take place. Even though the word is hard, preach it, pastor. Preach it, pastor. The harder it is, then it's got to be really hard to get rid of my hard heart. Get the Holy Ghost jackhammer on me so that I might be soft. Because I don't want to be lost and go to the devil's hell. We live in a days today where there's so much distraction as we talk about and uh, so much distraction, so many things going through here. We don't know how to clean our hard drive. That when we come to church, our hard drive has got to be as a declutter before we can praise hard, before we can worship hard, before we can preach hard. You see, because my drive is free now. And when you try to clean down your hard drive and it takes all day and all night and you want to go online and you want to do something but you're there spending hours just looking at things, going bit by bit cleaning the hard drive. Amen? God, clean my hard drive! Put up your firewall, oh God! Stop all the viruses coming into the church! Oh God! my heart turn my heart clean my heart oh God let me not become so hard and let the words come there and there there and there 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 and there
and there, bouncing everywhere except there. Let us not ever get to that place where, where the word of God just bounces off. Oh, that's for sister. Oh, that's for sister so-and-so. That's for my brother. That's for thy pastor. And no, it's for you, Paul. It's for you. It's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Not my pastor and my brother. But it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. You know, when we get to that place of knowing it's me, oh God. It's nobody else. I'm at fault, oh God. I got the stony heart. Then we can have revival. What shall we do? Let's have a watch. Shall we do a revival where Peter gets up and says, repent. <laughs> oh, that's something we can do. Amen. A lot of churches can't do that because they're not pricked in the heart. Amen. They're just having church. But good church will prick your heart. Amen. You say, what shall we do? And the preacher will say, repent. Amen. And be baptized for the remission of your sins. We need that kind of revival. Acts chapter 5. Second type of revival. I won't go all the way through the book of Acts. I'd love to be able to do that. But showing out every, every passage has got a type of revival we can have. Second type of revival is a, a holiness revival. Acts chapter 5. A certain man named Ananias of Sapphira. I'm oh, sorry. Named Ananias with Sapphira. His wife sold a possession. And he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Peter. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? Oh, I don't want Satan to fill my heart here. Oh, she was in a church member. And he said, why has Satan filled your heart? Imagine saying now, Pastor Brian, to the church members today. Brother Paul, Satan has filled your heart. Oh, Jesus. I either walk out or repent. So I'm not going back to that church anymore. Pastor Brian said, Satan has filled my heart. That's what Peter said. Satan has fi filled your heart. Satan has filled your heart. Why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to man, but you have lied to God. Then Ananias, hearing his words, fell down. And breathed his last. Oh Lord Jesus. That's sad isn't it? What a sad. What do you call it? Epitaph to say. It. Yeah. Now Ananias lied down and breathed his last. Do you want that to be said of you in the church? Or sister so so died. And she came to church and she breathed her last. No I don't want that. Do you? Amen. I want to be able to say. Brother Paul preached his last. Amen. Amen. And then he dropped dead in the pulpit. Amen. Hallelujah. I would love to die in the pulpit, Pastor. Lord, I don't want to die today. But I would love to die preaching the word of God. I really would. God give us strength, Pastor, to live our full years that we die preaching the word of God. I don't want to die in bed. I don't want to die walking up the street. I don't want to die quietly sleeping. I want to die preaching the word of God. Oh, God, Lord, fill me with truth today. We need a holiness revival. The Bible says about an adulterated, 
uh, to partake of the unadulterated word of God, or the, the, the pure milk of the word. Pure, undefiled, unadulterated. We often think that purity uh, has to do with uh, uh, being a pure in heart, and it has. Blessed are the are pure in heart, for, for they shall see God. But, but unadulterated means also being without mixture. Uh, it, it means like this, that uh, the pure in heart uh, are not double-minded. They are the, the pure in heart. Those that are not two-minded, uh, adulterated or having mixture. You see, we can talk about holiness, pastor, as long as we want to, and yet uh, I, I go another way. <laughs> yeah, what, what I mean to say is we can preach holiness, uh, yet not serve God in the ministry. You see, uh, if, if I am to be holy, then it also means W-H-O-L-Y. Holy That's devoted right. to God. Right. And not only holy devoted to God. Yeah. I must be completely right. devoted to God. And not just spiritually be devoted to God. You see, to be wholly devoted to God means a little bit of money I have. And a lot of money I have. The no money I have. And every bit of money I have. Wholly devoted to God. It means that I'm devoted to God as much as my money is devoted to God. It means that my time is devoted to God as much as my, as much as my, uh, my presence in the church. Me being devoted to God. My time outside the church is devoted to God. Wholly devoted to God. Amen. Holiness is all of me devoted to God. All my time, all my actions, all that I own. Everything devoted to God, that's what holiness is. Right. It's not just being in my heart pure, but if I am in my heart pure, all of me will be right with God. We need a holiness revival. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My mic was cocked out, but I haven't. Praise the Lord. All glory be to God. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart. Amen. They shall see God. Amen. Sister Master, you're going to see God. Amen? Amen, amen. God's going to come to you. You're going to see the Lord. We talk about the glory falling. Wasn't the glory when the Lord moved amongst them? Oh, there are different dimensions of glory. Like throughout scripture, there's a congregation of glory. Where they all fell in the temple of David. Because the breath of Shekinah came in through the door. The glory of the Lord came. And then there's the glory of judgment. God comes to judge. And then there's the glory of his own personal appearance where he shows up himself. I want God to show up in all his glory. Where I see the, the attributes of deity. And I look at the God man. I am beholding his glory. For the Bible says when you get to that level of glory, you yourself are changed. I want the glory, don't you? Amen. I don't want just God preaching, I want to see the glory. Hallelujah. I don't want just God singing, I want to see the glory. Amen. Amen. I don't want just God worship, I want to see the glory. Amen. The glory is my destiny. Amen. The glory is our future. Because there we see the presence of God. Amen. And get in the presence of God. We need the glory of God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We need the holiness revival in order to see the glory of God. Acts 8, 29. 
Acts 8, 29. I feel my heart beating. I don't know whether that's a sign of me getting old, out of shape, or doing good. I don't know. Thank you, Pastor. Acts 8, 29. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Amen. That's right. And it says Philip ran to him. We need a running kind of revival. Amen. What well, revival where we join up to the chariot of the Lord? Amen. We need a reading kind of revival. You know, people don't read today. That's true. <coughs> uh, 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 we, 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 don't, we don't really read, do we? No, 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 no. God is speaking. I, I'm sure this. I've been bothered by, by what I'm about to tell you all week. <coughs> we, have, we don't have a Bible in the pulpit anymore. your Bible enough for me to church, but allow me just to make a point. We don't read as a generation anymore. And where the three R's were important in our schools years ago. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. If you want to be successful, you've got to master them. There's no good saying I'm not a reader. No, no, that's a copper. We can all read or learn to read. I remember in my grandmother's day, she had a big grandmother's Bible in the house. I also remember the day when I was a teenager. I go to West Church like this and I see a big pipe on the pulpit. Remember those days? Yeah. Do you remember those days? Me and Pastor Brian do. Yeah, I remember. Are we living in the days of a Bible-less church? No Bible on the pulpit. No Bible in the pocket. Oh, I got them on my iPad. Now, I know I've gone over this, but God been trying to form something in me. What if they took the, uh, the, the, the right. apps away? Right. Yeah. What would you have there? Yeah. Yeah. Would you go and be a martyr and be burned at the stake for them to bring back the printed page? Because Kindle and people like Google and Amazon, you may not know, they're a genius. You can, everybody to have a Kindle. Everybody to have an iPad. So that you won't have the printed page. And as only as the last few years, the trends have just gone to be reversed, where they started selling paperback books again. Yeah. You might think this is a very light thing. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody, I'm pointing at me first of all, that I need to carry my Bible to church. And I need to put my Bible on the pulpit. You see, I got an iPad in there, and I thought, no, Paul, why are you trying to preach from an iPad? So you can know everything to say. Why don't you get up there by faith and put the Bible in the pulpit? Today, preachers don't have the Bible in the pulpit. And it's a shame. Oh, Brother Paul, this is the 21st century. Come with me. I am a Welshman. See the place of Gloucester, and I told you this before, so bear with me. Just fits in. Right. That a man was put in a prison with rats crawling all around him. Black, dark prison. Just about see a little bit of day. And that little two or three hours a day, this man took a paper and began to translate into the English the Bible that he had. King Henry VIII found out about him and demanded that he be brought to him and a chain put around his neck 
because they only burnt the Anabaptists. They martyred the Anabaptists, the Baptist people, King Henry's generation, 13, 14, 1500s. You know what? Because that man got us the printed page. Now let me tell you, how we get into the day today where there oh, will no longer be any printed Bibles. So what will you do then when Amazon decides to say, no, we don't need that app no more. We're not going to allow it. You might think that's strange. I, I feel it's convicted. I, I got on my website now. I'm going to start a movement called Carry Your Bible to Church. I will carry you today if you want to rain in. Carry your Bible to church. People died for the printed page. Someone's can't be bothered to read it. No, I like that up there. But if I read that, I don't have to bring my Bible. Shame on you, Paul Thomas. I can now look there so I don't look, I have to look at my Bible. So if I don't need to look at my Bible, why buy a Bible? Which means all the Christian bookshops will go bankrupt. How many Christian bookshops do you know in Wales? How many do you know in England? You might think this is a light matter. But Peter went to the chariot and you know what he said? What? Readest thou? What? Readest thou? Didn't Jesus take the book? The book. Somehow God allowed the book to make it through all the centuries and millenniums when the Romans and the Catholics destroyed every bit of evidence they could possibly find that was written by the apostles. But it got through, amen? amen. We should read our Bible. If we haven't got a Bible, I don't think we read the Bible. I, if you told me I haven't got the Bible, I would say you don't read it. You don't read it. If you don't got one, you don't read it. Oh, I got an iPad. No, you don't read it. There's too many distractions on an iPad. Are you hearing me? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, carry your Bible. Another man might come up to you in Newport and might say, What readest thou? Yeah. You see a Muslim can wear the garments, can't they? You know they're the Muslim. You know the Catholics because they wear theirs. Why can't I carry my Bible then? How are we living in the days where we got a Bibleless pulpit, a Bibleless house, a Bibleless heart, a Bibleless mind? Because the seduction of the satanic spirits of the age will lull us to sleep unless we read and read well. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow, that's what the scriptures say. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow, we should all have a challenge reading through the Bible in the year. I went to the greater old website, the pastors up in Birmingham. I noticed they got a 20 cent in read through the Bible. I thought, well, I don't have to write to the sister there and ask if I can have a copy. Read through the Bible in the year. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to be readers. What? Read us thou. We need the Holy Ghost. Read in revolution. Oh yes we do. Do you understand scriptures? Because that's why so many people are contending with scriptures. Pastor, because you don't read it anymore. 
oh, I don't believe this, I don't believe that. You know why they don't believe this? Because you never found the answer in the Bible. If you found the answer in the Bible, you wouldn't say that's wrong and that's wrong and that's wrong and that's wrong and that's wrong because you would be convicted of the doctrine that you have read and have applied in your heart. They were people of the doctrine, people of the book. Hallelujah. Amen. We need a revival of the book. We don't need a revival as church. We go quickly on. That's what I said. I'm going to say that. Lord, forgive me. Go Acts. Go to Romans. Romans instead of acting. Hey, it says in uh, it says that in Acts chapter. I'm looking for the ready. That's right. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. We need a praise revival. A worship revival. Where they sang at midnight. Acts chapter 15, was it not? Was it Acts chapter 15? Yes. Oh, glory be to God. I said I left my iPad there. <laughs> it says they prayed. At midnight they prayed, didn't they? Paul and Silas, you know the scripture, they prayed. And they worshipped. And they praised at midnight. Chapter 16, lucky pastor. It says there. Can you read it, Pastor, for me? I came to pass as they went to pray, a certain damsel. Oh, no, sorry, verse 25. 20, 25, we'll see each other. Yeah, so. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Hallelujah. And Silas prayed to God. And the prisoners heard. Yes, that's right. At midnight they sang. And they began to worship God. And the prisoners heard. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were moved. And all the chains were opened. And everyone's chains were loose. And the keeper of the prisoner awakened from sleep. We need that kind of revival, don't we? Amen. Where people awake from sleep. Amen. I don't want to be a preacher that puts you to sleep. Amen. I want to be a preacher that makes you come awake. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Oh, I love Brother Paul. He put me to sleep. Amen. No, no, no. No, we don't need no sleepy preachers. It says that at midnight they began to praise and worship the Lord. Amen. You know what, sisters, when you praise, you know what? Imagine yourself around the throne because that's where you are, right? Yeah. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that there was a big glass sea. And in the middle of the sea was a throne. Sister Matthew, you read it. And then there were the living creatures. You know, according to Genesis verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, the living creatures came out of the water. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Baptism. There was a sea of glass. Pure baptism. Here were the living creatures cut out the sea of glass. And they were worshipping around the throne. They had eyes everywhere. Uh, 360 degrees. Searching through all the scriptures. Searching, searching, day and night on the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God Man, the one man, the only man, the eternal God, true God, one God, day and night, seeking the scriptures. That's what happens when you come into worship with that kind of mindset, searching what's written, and you come into the presence of God, your eyes are everywhere, looking for the glory of the living God. God is going to show up. Begin to worship God from a pure heart. 
not from a pre-programmed thing, but from a pure heart. You begin to worship it from your soul, from your spirit, from every, your emotions, from you using your body, using everything that you have, worshiping Him day and night around the throne. Holy, holy, holy. We need a holiness revival. That's what happens when you praise. When you praise God, you are not performing. When you are worshipping God, you're not trying to make us feel good or make yourself look good. When you are worshipping God, expect the glory to come in through the doors. Expect the glory of God to come into Newport. Expect the glory of God to shine. Expect the power of God to fall. You see how the worship must achieve something. When you're worshipping, you're not doing it to have a time of worship. You're doing it for you to get into God's presence. That's what worship is. It says that they blew the trumpets. You know what? You are a trumpet. I am God's trumpet. Amen. I am God's trumpet. I make music to God. Amen. If you can't blow your own trumpet, then blow your own trumpet. Amen. But you are God's trumpet. You are God's song. You are God's symphony. You are God's orchestra. With you, you make music. You are God's anthem. You are God's psalm. You are God's hallelujah. You are God's amen. You are God's song. The Bible says you put a new song in my heart. Praise and worship. If we get to a time where we just get into that place where you're not even concerned about what note you play or what pitch you sing at, Suddenly you were overcome by the presence of the Lord like King David in the tabernacle and the power was so strong they fell over because the glory of the Lord had come in. We need the glory of the Lord. We need that kind of revival. We need the kind of revival where something happens to us. Amen. We need a revival where it's not just left to the preacher to give an altar call so he can... Minister, that is good. I like that. We agree with that, Pastor Brian. But we want to see something move in you that, hey, I want to have to preach. There's no time for me to preach because God is moving powerfully on you. Amen. God is moving powerfully on you. Just a sky last week, you led praise and worship. Powerful. You were submissive to God. You just relaxed. That's good. You just relaxed and feel, let God flow through you. That's good. I wish I could do that as a preacher, just relax and not try and preach. I try and preach and then uh, uh, God say, God is just sitting now. Please shut up, perhaps I move. Shut up, Paul. That's what it is, no? Just relax. If we want to be performers, let's all join up in Hollywood. They won't accept me, I'm too old. But Pastor Brian, young and good looking, he, Hollywood star no time. Me, no. 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 The Welsh ended the legacy of being in Hollywood with Anthony Hopkins when he played that demon. And that's, you know, that demon he played. Amen. What was it? Oh. Played some nutcase, you did. Anyway, it's good to have revival, isn't it? Last one, chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. It says there in verse, uh, verse 24, To the unknown God, Paul went to Mars 
Amen. You go to Mars. Go on the first man in the moon. First man in on Mars. He went to Athens. That's right. And he found this inscription to the unknown God on a on a bit of an altar. To the unknown God. We need a oneness revival where people know God. Amen. He said, Him I him I proclaim to you, the God who made the world. Well, that's powerful, isn't it? And everything in it. Oh, that's good. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth. He doesn't dwell in temples made in hands, nor is he worshipped in men's hands as though he needed anything. Since he gives to all life, breath, and all things, and has made from one blood, the Africans, the Zimbabweans, the Welsh, Congolese, French, Amen, Chinese? Chinese? Or Guyanese? Amen, amen. Forgive me if I miss you out. And he has made from one blood, Amen. I'm your blood brother. Amen. I'm your blood brother. He is made from one blood. He made us all from one blood. You know that? Yeah. There's no black blood and white blood. No, it's all yeah. one color. Red. Amen. Yeah. And I'm your brother whether you like me or not. And you're my sister whether you're my black brother and I'm white. And it's good to be proud of being black. Yeah. Everybody doesn't want to be white. Don't they get today? <laughs> Everybody wants to discolor this. Everybody wants to be white. Well, I, I would like not to be black. I would like to be black. I, love, I think you're beautiful people. Your complexions are absolutely gorgeous. I mean that with all sincerity. If you're really good looking and pretty and handsome. Amen. I, I hate what's going on in the world today where there's black and white stuff. My, my parents had missionaries. And I, I never knew it to be black or white. I just thought you'd be in the sun and I haven't. He's made us all of one blood. Amen. And this one God created us all. Hallelujah. The one God called Jesus Christ. Amen. The true God man. Right. The only God man. Hallelujah. There is nobody like him. Amen. Nobody above him. We need a revival where we seek the truth of the oneness of God in the written word. And come to church with some power in you. Because Amen. you discovered that God is one. Hallelujah. I would encourage you, find a one God nugget between now and next week and come and share it. Amen? Amen. If we share it privately, a one God nugget. I would love to know. I started it on Twitter. I started on one God nuggets on my Twitter account. So I want to know as much as I can about, I want to get a thousand one God nuggets. You know, Pentecostal don't talk about oneness of God anymore. Well, if I'm the only one that does, that's fine. Amen. Lord, I thank you for today. Oh God, Lord, this is like a workout, Father. Sorry I have been better preacher. I thank you, Father. You may communicate something good today. Help us to have you. Help us to be the revival, Lord. Lord, I want to be the revival. Help everyone here to be the revival. Lord, we just don't want to have revival. We want to be the revival in Newport. We just don't want to beg you for revival. We want to get up and start the revival. Oh God, if there's nothing going on, we will be the revival that is going on. God, if nobody's lighting a fire, we will light the fire. Oh God, we will be the fire. Oh God, use my sister, use my brother. Light their fire, oh God. God, light their fire tonight. I pray, oh God, that they be so full of fire, the Lord, they won't be able to go and sleep tonight. 
I pray, Lord, you, 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 will, you will provoke them to think about the one God, about revival, and believe you for something supernatural to move in Newport like it did in the book of Acts. Oh God, the people think that the book of Acts was written for the people of Newport. Oh God, it is written for us, oh God. Thank you for the, what's written, oh God. May we pattern our church after it. May we follow hard after it. May we expect it, a revival. And, oh God, save the husbands that are not here. Stir them up, oh God. Move on their conscience. Prick their conscience. Disturb them, Father, like that Paul disturbed them. Oh God, in the book of Acts, let them not sleep till they find you, oh God, and come to the place of repentance. Thank you, oh God. Let them ask, what must we do? Oh God, let them ask, what must we do to be saved? God, I thank you for today. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, thank you so much for the word.